Hello, believers, and welcome back to Hold and Complete Podcast. I'm Dr. Shantae, your host, and we have finally reached the finale of the Depression and Anxiety series. Such a good conversation with Dr. Mary Hendrickson that I had to break it up into two parts. And before we continue that conversation, so if you are just listening to this podcast for the first time or this series for the first time, you definitely need to go back and listen to the first three episodes or at least just the first part of this conversation so that you're not lost in the shuffle. Nonetheless, during our conversation, Dr. Mary and I referred to a book that I'm actually very excited about sharing with you called Embracing Uncomfortable by Deb Gorton. And Deb, I will be inviting to the podcast for season two. But if you are a member of the Facebook community, the whole and complete wellness community on Facebook, that will be our September read. So man, that is going to be such a robust conversation. I'm going to see if I can get her to pop her head into our Facebook live so that she can interact with us directly. But Embracing Uncomfortable is just a really powerful read. And I think it really sets the tone to continue our momentum for wholeness and completeness. And so as season one comes to a close, we will still be doing stuff, okay? So while we're down for a few weeks, I want you guys to consider grabbing that book, consider joining the wellness community on Facebook and tagging in with us next month when we when we cover the material in that book. Also, don't forget, August 8th, I will be hosting a webinar on creating consistency in your life, cons- creating consistent positive results. I know that 2020 seems all but canceled, but it's really not, you guys. There are five months left in the year, and I think now is the time to start asking yourself where you want to be in December. What do you want to have done or accomplished or created or gotten rid of by the time December rolls around? So this year is not a wash. There is still time because we're still here, and let's make the most of it. Let's leverage it. Let's maximize it. And so I'll be talking about how to do that on Saturday, August the 8th. So if you have not registered for that, make sure that you do. Also, make sure that you also check out the virtual retreat that I'll be hosting in September. If you register for both, there is a discount. So if you're interested, make sure you head to readytobelieve.com to take advantage. Again, readytobelieve.com. Now, without further ado, let us finish our conversation with Dr. Mary Hendrickson on depression and anxiety. We will take something that God can use and we'll turn it into some kind of indictment on who we are, right? Yes, Let's yes. Second, real quick, 2 Corinthians 12, right? We talk about, I think it's 12, 7 through 10, when you talk about Paul's thorn in his flesh. Yes. Now, we ain't going to get into the argument of what the flesh was, I mean, or what the thorn was. The thorn and that's was. a whole different, you know. There's you 75 know, million arguments on what that thorn was. <laughs> right, right. We, we're not going to do hermeneutics right now, but what the the whole message was that it was there that it was there and that his god talks about how his grace is enough for him and his power is made perfect in weakness paul talks about that he is not going to boast and believes that that thorn is there so he is reminded that god is in control and he has his power and guess what guess what when we are struggling or when we are, when God is working with us through this journey of mental health and wellness and, and well-being, it doesn't prevent God from using us. He used Paul in spite of this yes. thorn. Yes. People tell me all the time, Mary, when I see you, I always would think you'd be in a library or something somewhere, right? Because I never, you know, my demeanor sometimes could be real chill and relaxed and I'm not just this, I don't, I'm not this super raging extrovert, but that's my testimony. 
of someone who would be anxious in front of people, but he can use me in spite of that anxiety. So yeah. when we start looking at the, that's the thing that stuck out. And originally when I started listening to your podcast, like how can we look at this? Not, and I don't want to say, I don't want to minimize it or make it simplistic where we're saying, let's look at it as a positive. It's not that we need to look at these type of things in its fullness and know that God is not going to say, okay, well, I can't use you. You can't get it together. And, some, and, I, and I learned that throughout my whole upbringing where if I'm not perfect or I'm not doing this, then I can't be used. Well, then that's the case. None of us are going to be able to be used, right? And so, period, period. So to, be, so to be able to see, even go, I always go back to Paul and say, you know what? He is in my weakness when I cannot do this because I, I cannot do this. I am reminded that he is going to use me for his glory. Let me tag in on this. So listeners, here, here's the thing. Nobody is perfect. And our lack of imperfection or our lack of perfection does not disqualify us hmm. from being able to be used by God is what Dr. Mary just said. It's not a disqualifier. It doesn't take you out of the running. We all have something. <laughs> we all have our, our own thorns and what I appreciate, especially when you're talking about Jesus and the emotions, mm -hmm. here's the thing. I love what you said. It's not about negative or positive. You know, it's healthy versus unhealthy. Even the Bible itself gives permission mm -hmm. for anger. It literally says, be angry, yes. but, 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 let's manage it. <laughs> okay. Right. It's, it's okay yeah. to feel those feelings, yeah. but do not sin. Don't allow that anger to take you to a place where you don't need to go and there we have to have an active role we have to have an, an active part in being able to manage the feelings that we have which is is where i want to go next so you can talk to us about you know how we can cope and how we can manage some of these things but mm -hmm. listeners when i tell you you cannot it's, it's not a crock pot there is no set it and forget it when you have stuff right. you have stuff and if you don't deal with your stuff your stuff is going to deal with you. I promise it, it. If it don't come out in the wash, it'll come out in the rinse. It's going to come out in some way that you don't control. Whereas opposed to when you're actively managing it, it does put you more so in the driver's seat to say, okay, mm -hmm. here's what I'm noticing. Yeah. Here's the story I'm telling myself. Here's yeah. the decision I'm making. Here's the conclusions I'm drawing. And I need to interrogate that and, and be the, the Ebenezer Scrooge of my life and say, hold up. Where is this coming from? Let me step outside of myself and really start thinking about where all this is taking me. Yes, absolutely. I love that you said interrogate that because that is one of the things that I actually recommend and we talk about in terms of addressing anxiety. There is a theory, but the basis of the theory is it's not, um, it's not the event that happens to you, but it's the way that you actually look at the event. Is mm -hmm. what causes the disturbance. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's the whole idea of it's called rational emotive behavior therapy. Okay, it's a type of theory. And the idea is interrogating your thoughts. Because you, when we think about our brain, we don't just hear something and something just pops up in our brain. There has been a whole pattern and a whole system that happened in your brain and you didn't know it. You just noticed it because it caused some type of physiological response or thought but you heard something, you interpreted it some way, and then you, it became a belief. Yes. Okay? 
And this is where the Bible comes in. So when we talk about anxiety and we talk about depression, and if we do this from a psychological as well as a uh, spiritual and a relational standpoint with the Lord, this is how this interacts. And this is how you can begin healing if you were to think about it just on the surface, right? Because I would recommend other things as well. And we could talk about that. But if you say, for example, I am no good. I don't know why I was born. I am no good. Mm. I want you to interrogate that. Okay. How you interrogate that is through the word. So that means at some point when God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made, there is a different message that you're giving yourself. So I want you to look into where did I get the opposing message? Why does that opposing message continue to resurface? Mm. Right. So you're kind of unpeeling this onion so that you can re you can remove the lies and what we call irrational beliefs with rational reality beliefs, the beliefs that are actually true. And that's what we need to start doing. But we have to train ourselves to catch when we are saying these things. And that's not very easy because sometimes they're not verbal. Sometimes there, there is a point where you actually will start thinking these irrational beliefs, right? Even when you're reading the Bible, right? Because the enemy, he, he be trying. But we have to start interrogating our thoughts. And we have to make sure that we replace those irrational thoughts with rational ones and the rational thoughts and the rational met- messages are from the word of God. That is okay? so powerful. Because I want, I want you to continue your list, but I just want to pop in here real quick. Listeners, the reason why this is so powerful is because here's the thing. If the enemy can destabilize your mind, mm-hmm. he basically can destabilize your life mm-hmm. because what you think and believe facilitates what you actually do and don't do. Mm-hmm. If what you think and believe, if you feel that you can, that you have the confidence that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and you are trusting that and believing that, mm-hmm. it's limitless to what you can achieve. But if you, in Dr. Mary's example, why did I even come here? I was a mistake. I wasn't a planned pregnancy. Oh, you know, da, 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 da. and you start going down that spiral staircase right. that also debilitates you as well. It, it determines the kinds of jobs that you apply for. It determines whether or not you ever go after that dream that you've been putting on the back burner. If you don't think that you're supposed to be here, then it's just a domino effect of everything that it impacts. That's right. Your belief becomes your behaviors. Oh, right? ooh, hold on. Your Let me belief. tweet that out. Yes. <laughs> your comes your behaviors. Yes. It really does. Right. When we and, and the way to combat that, as I said before, is to challenge. And I love that you said interrogate to challenge and interrogate those beliefs. Then that takes me to the second way that we can address anxiety is oftentimes it's very hard for us to interrogate our own beliefs because we're so we can't be objective. Right. It's we're in. We are so in ourselves, we internalize everything, we're in our feelings, and sometimes we can't be objective, right? Everything is coming from our standpoint in our lens, and if our lens has, it's been so foggy for so long, it's very difficult for us to even know what's healthy or unhealthy any longer. That's where therapy comes in, right? (laughs) I am, and I love that you talk about this, Dr. Shante, is that therapy is important because that gives you another perspective. That is someone Someone, and this is important when I said that that is someone who can be objective, right? So this is the difference between a therapist rather than your mom or your dad. Now, um. those, those are lovely people, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but <Maybe>. they, <laughs> listen, 
counseling 101 my first class you never i mean it's an ethical situation you never counsel your family or friends and the reason is because you cannot be objective yes, you can't yes. do that and they can't be objective with you so i may go to someone with a deep concern or really want them to help me in a way that i just and asking them a question they're going to come from their lens and their schema and that there's there's definitely benefits to that because community depressing community is there we were born into community so being into community and pressing into our Christian brothers and sisters, don't get me wrong, is never a bad thing. However, <laughs> sometimes you need someone that does not know you, someone that can look through that lens and have no prior knowledge of who you are and their emotions won't get caught up into what you're relaying to them. Right. So when I see others or when others see me or my therapist sees me or when I see others, I can look at them and I can try to I'm looking through a lens that's not already shattered or that's already hurt by that person and give them feedback from a space of understanding rather than pure emotion. Does that make sense? That makes total perfect sense. I'm, I'm over here nodding my head and perfect agreement yes mm -hmm. yeah and so that that in terms when we when so I, I say that in conjunction with interrogating our beliefs and interrogating our excuse me interrogating our irrational beliefs and interrogating where things emerged and or why they are emerging or what are the foundation of things you looking at others that are actually skilled in that right because we're so especially as christians we we good about going to the doctor if something if our leg hurt we always complain our leg our head or this or that but when it talks we talk about emotions we got problems with those type of doctors they're skilled as well and they're skilled to see things that we cannot see i've gone to the doctor and i had no idea why my knee was hurting he was like girl you owe but he had to do a <laughs> oh, well <laughs> <laughs> but see, in my view, right, my 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 subjective view, I was just like, oh man, I must have tweaked something. I must have walked down the stairs wrong. And because he has he has skill and he has learned these skills to be able to see things that I can't see, he said, let me get a let me get an X-ray, and then this is what I see. You owe, right? And so, <laughs> and so that's what therapists can do. And we not only see what you can't see, but ask questions that you just wouldn't even think to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And scared to ask sometimes. Sometimes we might know to ask those questions. Or if we ask those questions, they cause too much pain and we don't know what to do with them. And guess what we do when that happens? We put them right back in that lovely little box and put them in the back of the corner. Oh yeah, I'm a look. I'm a compartmentalizer in recovery because um yes, that that that's what happened to me. That is literally how I wound up back in therapy because the box, the lock had busted on the box. I mean, you can only sweep it underneath the rug so long before the rug gets lumpy and you can't walk straight. And mm -hmm. it's absolutely necessary to at least one time, you know, at least one time for the one time be able to <laughs> engage in that. And one thing that I am, am sensitive to because therapy is an investment. I, we, we were just talking about this before the episode that I do, I'm, I'm, I'd have made my way back to uh, not Lee press on nails, but if I have to have my nails done, I'm going to just have to buy some <laughs> out of Walgreens because I, that, that $55, $75 on the, the dip and tip and whatnot, I'm like, mm -mm, I need to talk to my person okay like i need to do that and so i had to reallocate some things in my life to be able to afford that but if therapy is not readily accessible i know that you can recommend some books or some authors that uh, listeners might want to take a look at so that they can at least begin to to get into some of that work 
Absolutely. So what I will do, and I'll send this to you as well, because at the top of my head, I can send all of them to you. And I will send specific ones to women. I will send specific ones to men and Christians, as well as they are some of them, I will tell you that they may not be Christian authors. However, I want to be clear that the actual integration and relationship between psychology and theology are with their their relatives, right? They're not they're not beefing with each other. They're actually <laughs> <laughs> right. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There are so many scriptures that talk about how we need to attend to the mind. Okay. So I will definitely recommend, and I can send at the top of my head. I do know in terms of looking at getting therapy and you talk about the financial reasons, which are, you know, it's very, it's, it's, it's understandable. I know Taraji, Taraji Henson, is that her last name? The actress? She actually has a website yes. where you get, I believe, free healthcare for the first few sessions. And then they, I, I believe, refer you out after that. It's, it's named after her dad. And I'll send you specifically the name of that. But there are so many. The great thing about it is there's so many different organizations and individuals that are ripping the Band-Aid off of this mental health thing in the black community. And I will definitely recommend that. There are definitely different websites that you can type in your city or your state and they can refer you to different therapists. Here's the thing. Um, and this, this, this will probably be another podcast. Um, representation matters. Oh, so that's a little bit of the struggle, right? Where you don't, when you don't see your, uh, when you don't see your own people, it's very difficult because I see a black therapist, I'm black, you know, and it's very important. Uh, that's not but, to finish the work of, of people who are not Black at the same time. I, I was very grateful when I met with my therapist for the first time. I walked away so empowered because I knew that she and I could speak in shorthand. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I knew that I didn't have to unpack and explain. Like, I could speak in shorthand. We could cut to the quick. And uh, that I, mattered to me. Yeah. That mattered. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I laugh to this day because I was in therapy one day and... The only example I could use was from an episode of Martin. And my therapist knew exactly the episode, right? <laughs> and, you know, and it maybe it seems minor, it might seem small or insignificant to a lot of individuals, but for especially a group of individuals such as African-Americans and people of color that have not, not being able to have access to resources yes. and not being able to trust systems. Yes. We want someone that's going to look at us because that's half the trust right there. Yes. Right? And so I say that knowing that it may be a little bit of a search, you guys, if, if, if you are looking for an African-American therapist. But what I will say this, we are out there, right? They're out there. They're out there, yes. They're out there. So I don't want to lose hope because what, like I said before, the great thing that's happening right now is that the Band-Aid, whether, you know, and you said it, going back to Kanye, there's a lot of things that are, you know, of course, from our standpoint that are disturbing about that and all that. But the, the thing that it is doing, it's revealing and it's bringing up the, the issue of mental health in our community. And that is actually having, that's helping people to be able to have this conversation, but also give, give resources and how to heal our community. Yes, absolutely. So Dr. Mary, any parting thoughts with respect, anything that we haven't, I mean, I'm not going to say anything we haven't covered because for real y'all, we literally could go to the end of the season with oh these <laughs> issues. But um, is there anything that you wanted to, to make sure that you didn't leave on the table before we wrap up this conversation? You know, I think what I, what I always want to make sure that 
my listeners or whenever I feel blessed to be called to speak on this is that it is not an indictment on your identity as a child of God. And I know I said that earlier, but I really want to bring that home is that I don't want you to ever believe it, be in silence. You talked about this in one of your other podcasts and feel shame by an emotion that God can use mightily. Come on now. I want you to look in your word and see all the different emotions that the Lord exhibited and how it was used for his glory. And it didn't take away the way that we see him or who he was. And so I think that's the parting thing because then that removes the shame of how we function and the shame of what we can use it for. I don't want you to limit yourself because we're so ashamed and afraid and there's this history in our culture. Use it for God's glory. Yes. I'm going to get your cash app after this. I promise I am. Just just throw a couple of dollars in the plate. We're just not going to be mad about that. But, but yeah, that is, God can use that. He can use all of it. The Bible literally says, it literally says, if you are a believer, there is no condemnation. There's no condemnation. And we condemn ourselves so heartily and so readily. It's like, by the time we get done with ourselves, we don't need no enemies. Satan is like, oh, wait, oh, okay, well, I was, but you got this, you know, <laughs> going to somebody else, you know, there's no condemnation. And, and he says, you know, he asked the question, Paul, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? He's like, these are my people. That's right. I got them. I've covered them. You, there's nothing that you can accuse them of or condemn them of that I have not already covered. I have made a calculated decision to come down here and give my life as a ransom despite all their stuff because all the stuff, Romans 28, 8 and 28, can be used for the yeah. good of them who love him. So yes. I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you, sis. Now, I know that you're not taking clients at this time. So sorry, y'all, Dr. Mary, she's, she's teaching. But that. <laughs> She's, she's, she's creating the, the teachers and, and the therapists and the practitioners that can create that pipeline for us to be able to do that. But um, I do know that, that Moody also offers some online resources from time to time. So do you have a website or, or someplace where you can send our listeners in case they want to check out any of that good stuff? Yeah, so the, um, and we have some great therapists there. So our grad school, it's, it's called uh, Moody Theological Seminary. They actually have their own counseling services and it is open to the public. So, and it's in downtown Chicago. So Moody uh, Th- uh, Theological Seminary, and I, and I will give you the, uh, the website, but that you can type that in or Google that in and they are taking, I believe they're taking clients right now. So that is an avenue that, especially for people who don't have $200 per couch, you know, session or whatever it is for therapy but it's not free but they definitely aren't at the higher end and so that's something that you can look into if you are in the Chicago area as well and again I can you know I'm I'm so not at the top of my game in terms of the specific websites but I can give you some more as well but that is the first thing that I can think of because that's where I work and there are some wonderful people Uh, Dr. Wiggins um, uh, Dr. Shante actually knows is a great great therapist the their staff is is really good so that is a place that you can go and and the, the person who is over the Moody uh, MTS is what we call it. She is very intentional about representing the community. 
So she will look, if you are specific and say, you know what, I'm really looking for a black woman or I'm looking for a man of color or whatever it is. I can't guarantee that they're always going to be available, but she's very intentional about that. So are you talking about Ms. Deb Gordon? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Listen, okay, y'all. So Deb, she will be season two because I'm reading her book right now embracing uncomfortable and i had to put it down mm-hmm. the first chapter did me in i was like yes. i had to take i had to take a few weeks i'm just now coming back to her book because i was like dang she just snatched my edges she read me for <laughs> filth just what, <laughs> what are you doing deb um so deb, and we have a podcast together oh what is it what is it so people can hear more of you because i do okay. want to point people in your direction what is your podcast okay so the podcast is called becoming well Ooh. And if you go to Moody's, uh, moody.com, if you go to our, our website, you will go, you will see the podcast, the different podcasts and ours is coming is called becoming well. And so, so it's myself and Dr. Gordon, and she has the book that just came out as well. And we talk, it's the intersection between faith and mental health. So it's yeah. the same thing we've talked about today as well. I love it. So you guys hear that becoming well, and the more resources, the better because there is more than enough food at the table for everybody to eat. There is no shortage of suffering and struggle in the world and anything that I can do to point listeners in that direction so that they might be able to benefit is a beautiful thing. But yes, I will definitely be uh, circling back to get Deb on the show. I just, must, yes. her, her book pulled me up short a little bit. I had to gather myself <laughs> you said before you- I could jump back into the conversation. My <laughs> goodness. Yes, I love it. And you know what, you know, Paul says, and I have that. So then I will boast most gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may reside in me. Don't be ashamed, y'all. Listen to the podcast. If you can get your own therapist, do not be ashamed because the worst that can happen (laughs) is that Christ is going to get the glory, you know? That's it. So yeah, but you absolutely please get Dr. Gordon on. She is, she's dope, y'all. She's dope. That's, that's my, that's my homegirl. So they are very, uh, there are a lot of people out there and you're doing the work too, Dr. Shante. You are doing some good work. Praise God. So listeners, if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, you want to show Dr. Mary some love. I'm, you know, I'm halfway joking about her cash app, but she ain't going to turn down that money. So <laughs> I'll put it all in the show notes. I will put it all in the show notes. Um, Any books that she recommends, I'll put those down there too. Thank you so much, Dr. Mary, for coming and blessing us and just contributing your thoughts and and your expertise to these issues of of depression and anxiety. And listeners, if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, marriages, I mean, messages that you want me to get to Dr. Mary, you know that you can hit me up at Dr. Shante Says, and I will see you all next time. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.